the Ghost Goal Podcast. After more than two weeks, the Premier League is back as we have some midweek Premier League fixtures to preview for you guys. Newcastle and Everton will have a relegation six-pointer to contend with Tuesday afternoon, while Man United will look to overturn their shock exit from the FA Cup with a trip to Burnley. There's a whole host of games on Wednesday, but the real primetime fixtures come Thursday afternoon as Liverpool host Leicester and Wolves host Arsenal, both hot on the tails of the teams above them looking for that Champions League place. I'm Alex, here with Javier. Welcome to the Ghost Goal Podcast, episode 343. How you doing, man? Happy to have Premier League back? Oh, so happy. I haven't really been watching the African AFCON. I didn't even watch the final, mostly because I've been working a lot of the times when the games have been on, but also just the quality hasn't been that high. I've watched a couple highlights here and there, but, you know, uh, uh, did you watch the final, Alex? What'd you make of it? I did watch the final. It wasn't uh, amazing. Some some events, you know, like Amane missed penalty in the first half, uh, but uh, the, the penalties made up for it. A couple of miss, miss, miss penalties on both sides and key save for my, my guy, Edouard Mendy, to win the African Cup of Nations. And yeah, it sucks. Mane, no, uh, I didn't even have Mane FA Cup. It. I didn't have any FA Cup either. So, yeah, at least well, yeah, the, the that, African Cup of Nations was... That's where most of the action was, was this weekend. Yeah, at least the African Cup of Nations was something to, to be able to... Some sort of highlights for me to, to watch. But happy to have Premier League back and happy that there's midweek games. We don't even have to wait for the weekend for it to be back. So, like you said, we have games on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday... Almost every yeah, day this and week. A, a nice little Club World Cup action for you uh, yeah. midweek of this week. Nice if Club you're, World if you're into Cup that action. sort of thing. Uh, so, I mean, we, we don't have a ton Ooh. of games to, to get to, but there's enough good ones to preview that we should probably uh, dive right into it. Uh, I already mentioned that relegation six pointer that's going to take place on Tuesday, 2.45 p.m., Newcastle hosting Everton. Uh, Everton off to a good. A start under Frank Lampard beat Brentford 4-1 in their FA Cup game over the weekend. Uh, Frank got them to score four goals the first time in, I think, three years. It was 2019 or 2018 was the last time they scored four goals in a game. So uh, step in the right direction uh, for Frank right off the bat. But do you think he can take this Everton team, go up to Newcastle and uh, get three points? Because I'm, I'm kind of of the mindset, even as a Frank Lampard supporter, that uh, this one's got draw written all over it. Like, I feel like both teams are going to be a bit too nervous to really, like, go for the jugular and get the win here. What do you think? Well, I didn't know it had been that long since Everton hadn't scored four goals in a game, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it must be exciting around Everton to have that that big good of a start in, in the FA Cup against a decent Brentford side. Um, you know, like you said, they haven't had that much joy in a long time. And Newcastle, you know, they made a bunch of <clears throat> signings this this January, and this isn't going to be the same team that you saw before. You know, Kimmich is probably going to start in this team. He's gonna he's gonna come right into there, and this team is going to be hard to beat. They're going to have Chris Wood up top, Dan Byrne in the back line, probably players like Target starting, and, and Trippier at their left and right backs. It's it's going to be a completely different team. So. I, I I think Newcastle could even get a win here if 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 Frank goes a little bit too attacking and I could see like a, a high scoring draw, either like two two or or even even a Newcastle win. Um, but I, I think I'm gonna go with two two draw too. I, I I like a draw. 
But I don't know if they're going to be nervous. I think both teams are going to be trying to win this game because, you know, Everton in Everton's mind, they're going to think that they're a class above Newcastle and that they shouldn't be having to, you know, that it should, this isn't going to be that hard. Of, that shouldn't be that hard of a game. But Everton have been struggling I mean, so this it's season. It's away Newcastle. Yeah. That, that's... And, uh, I mean, I know they're not great, but, you know, that can still be a tough game, especially, I mean, they're only, what, like... Well, you know, the te- the, the the fans really are going to have to get behind the team now, so I, I expect it to be a raucous atmosphere. And, you know what, I mean... They're I'm, only four points ahead of Newcastle. Yeah, you know what, I'm going to say, I'm going to so, say, I'm going to say Newcastle win. I'm going to say Newcastle wow. win 2-1. Well, the benefit of the FA Cup happening last weekend, it, well, no benefit for Newcastle since they got knocked out. Uh, the previous round, but for a team like Everton, we actually got a chance to see Frank Lampard's uh, approach. I mean, it's not a guarantee that it's going to hold over into this Premier League game, but he went with a 3-4-3 with pretty attacking wingbacks, like Mikolenko started, which was a little surprising. Um, And he managed to get a tune out of Richarlison in his first game. Uh, So I'm I'm thinking somewhere along the lines of what you initially predicted, I'll say uh, 2-2. But then again, 1-1 was calling for me. Um, A a draw here for now will be not a devastating result for Everton, whereas for Newcastle, this is kind of like that Watford game a few weeks ago. They need to win this to to really claw their way out of there. Uh, But moving on, the other games at Tuesday at 2.45 p.m., West Ham versus Watford. West Ham survived a scare in the FA Cup, uh, needing two injury time goals, uh, one from Declan Rice to force extra time, and... uh, one from Jared Bowen to win it in, in extra time to beat Kidderminster Harriers in the FA Cup over the weekend. But they'll have their first team back, and I'm Great sure they'll take there. care of business against Watford. Yeah, freaking sixth, sixth division side. Well, that's sixth the Cinderella division. run right there. And they were trailing for a lot of it. It was right around the same time as the Chelsea-Argyle game as well, too. Uh, but the final game Tuesday uh, afternoon, 3 p.m., will be Burnley hosting Man United. Man United uh, didn't survive a shock, like I mentioned in the intro. They lost on penalties at home to uh, championship side Middlesbrough on Friday night. Burnley themselves played over the weekend. They played a made-up game uh, against uh, Watford. They drew nil-nil, and I'm sure no one apart from the residents of Burnley and Watford managed to watch. Uh, so... There's hints of trip-up game here for United. I know they beat Burnley when they were at home, but how much do you buy into that? Are you, are you thinking this this slip-up in the FA Cup can leak over into the Premier League? Well, if, uh, if Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't score in this game, it will be his longest drought in 10 years. So since he was a winger at Manchester United, basically. and So like more than 10 years. Yeah, more than 10 years. he moved there years. in 2009. Yeah, but I mean... I think for Burnley right now, defensively is clearly where their strong suit is still at. And like they did against Arsenal, they're going to get into a very low block and try to get everyone behind the ball and frustrate Manchester United and, and hoof long balls up the field and try to bully the center backs. And sometimes that's worked against Manchester United. I don't know if it's going to now. Um, I kind of think that Manchester United have Paul Pogba back in the team and he's the key to breaking down these types of teams um, for a couple of reasons. I don't, know. I don't know if they can get away with playing him, though. They're, like, I know he, they're gonna I know play he him. played well against Middlesbrough. They're going to play him, and, and, and the, other, the reason why he's the key is because he allows Bruno to, to play a lot further up the pitch and to actually get shots on target and play like he was last season. Bruno's had to 
come back, get do a lot of the creative work in midfield, and hasn't been able to really get in and around the goals other than penalties this season. And having Paul Pogba around will allow him to play further up the pitch and will allow Manchester United to have more of an attack. I think also we haven't talked about Mason Greenwood. Well, do you mind if I just... That, that's, that's a hell of a segue. I'll just say about Pogba, do you think it's worth it for United to to make the trade of, you know, gaining everything that you just mentioned, of having someone who can sort of knit things together deeper and allow Bruno Fernandes to focus more on the attacking third of the game when he, he does make them give up a lot defensively in midfield. He doesn't work nearly hard enough. Like, I feel like we've had these criticisms of Pogba for years. They haven't just magically gone away. Uh, I, I no, just but feel I think like, if you play Fred yes, and Matic, McTominay, Matic, yeah, Fred and McTominay a, a Fred Mc, in, mid, in midfield Fred McTominay midfield. Yeah, but th- but then you're giving up a winger and you have to play Fernandez. Sure, as a, but against Burnley, when you're you're going to have the ball, you know, eighty percent of the time, I think it's fine. You're not going to need that extra winger or with to. to I just try haven't to seen Ranić. I haven't seen Ranić play Pogba, McTominay, Fred before. Like, so you yet. know what I would I'm do not against he won't Burnley? Do it. He, he, he just should, hasn't done he it. He should start Cavani and Ronaldo. They need the physicality of both of them. You don't need Jadon Sancho. Play maybe Rashford on the wing. Um, and let Cavani or Ronaldo. Yeah, see, now you're you know, running out of places. Or 4 2 2. You're running out, you know, you're like running out of positions. <laughs> well, yeah, and they've tried that too, and it didn't go well either. So, But we'll see. We'll see. I, I, we'll, see uh, we'll see how it goes. But I, I think it'll be fine for Manchester United. I think they'll, they'll, they'll get a win here. They have enough personnel. And I, I, we haven't talked about the Greenwood thing, though. I mean, what is there to say? Well, Seriously, he's not, what can he's we not add? a Manchester United what can player we add anymore. To that conversation? I mean, is he definitely has he definitely been released? Well, he hasn't been released, but he's been suspended from play until you know the investigation has, and they've also refunded. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I just mean we didn't say anything about Benjamin Mendy when he got like you know charges of multiple rape. Yeah, but like, Benjamin Mendy wasn't playing for Manchester City at the time and hadn't for like a year and a half before that because of injury issues. No, basically. he had he had he had played for them. Like and we did talk about that. Mendy and Mason. Mason did. was starting every single game for Manchester United this season. It was a big player for them. It's a little bit different. It, it, it's He's not really just something be gone that you can, out of the side. Okay, the re- the reason I'm saying it's not like what can we add to it is that it, it's definitely a factor, and we just don't know how that affects a team when you know one of their teammates is uncovered to have been doing you know allegedly heinous shit. So. Yeah, I'm not going to be one to break the news to anyone. If you're, you've are you been living under a rock or just don't follow football at all, go look up Mason Greenwood on general Google News and see what you find. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, I think that all kind of leads into it along with the FA Cup uh, early knockout. You know, they were home to Middlesbrough, lost on penalties. They hit the bar like three times. Played well in that game, but just, you know, couldn't put it to bed and paid the price for it. All of these, like, factors are just leading me down the road of like United are they're, they're they've taken a hit and you know they're still kind of reeling from it and uh everything you mentioned about Pogba you know that it, it sounds nice bringing him in and you know freeing up Bruno but there are some sort of intangible things we just can't really factor in right now that lead me to believe United are still reeling a bit so I'm, I'm gonna say 1-1 they'll be disappointed by this and you know Burnley still have a lot of fight in them and they've gotten results against big teams you know, as recently as the Arsenal game, especially especially uh, that, uh, that was on the home. road. Yeah, especially at home, they're they're a menace. They are a menace. So, 
It's going to be a cold, probably rainy night in uh, Tuesday night in Burnley. Cold Tuesday night in Burnley. Yep. Wednesday at 2.45 p.m., Manchester City will host Brentford. Uh, Brentford, like I said about that Everton game, they conceded four to an Everton team that hadn't scored four in ages. They do have David Raya back, but uh, this still kind of seems like all signs are pointing towards another, you know, raucous Manchester City win. Uh, anything else you want to add about Manchester City recently? Sometimes I feel yeah. bad because they are playing so well, and yet we talk about them so little, uh, despite them being the reigning champions and, you know, clearly the best team in the league right now. But on that note, moving on to Norwich hosting Crystal Palace that, Wednesday at 2.45 p.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that Norwich Crystal Palace game, not going to hit on it too much. Just going to say if Norwich actually want to uh, stave off relegation, I think they need to win this Crystal Palace game and start dragging down some of these teams that are like 10 plus points above them in the league. They need they need to start. I know that people will be like, oh, they need to win the games against the teams around them, but they need to win this Palace game. It's at home. Uh, they they didn't play Norwich didn't play over Norwich the weekend. Have been on there's, decent there's no form. excuse. They've been on decent yeah, form. I know. They got two wins in their last two games. They, they've scored five goals, conceded one. Yeah, but they've had the two and a half week break with the international break and no FA Cup. And Crystal so Palace Crystal, played FA Cup. Crystal Palace did beat them three nil in early December, but this is this team's progressed a lot since then. And since then Palace haven't gotten a win. So I know they've still looked pretty decent, though, in, in, especially in that West Ham game. They probably could have gotten a result. And, and in the Brighton game, they were outplayed for, for some parts, but still also always dangerous offensively. And, yeah, I agree with you. I think this is this is a huge game for Norwich. If they win this game, I mean, the pressure they're going to put on the teams, like you said, that, that, that are the Southamptons, the Palaces, the, the Brentfords and Leeds, those teams Crystal are all going to be looking over their shoulder. Crystal Palace currently eight points ahead of Norwich. Uh, Palace are in 13th with 24 points. Norwich are just outside of the relegation zone in 17th place on 16 points. So that's what I mean. You know, like Palace aren't a team that's like immediately threatened by relegation, but Norwich need to open up the conversation beyond like four, maybe five teams at the moment if they're going to have a chance at staving off relegation. So bit longer than I wanted to on that one, but uh, I feel like it's worth it. Uh, right after we uh, just stonewalled Manchester City, we're like, ah, who gives a shit about the team that's going to win the, the league? Let's talk about this relegation zone team. Uh, the the other 2.45 p.m. kickoff on Wednesday will be Tottenham hosting Southampton. These two sides met not too long ago. and When they did, Southampton managed a draw at St. Mary's. Uh, 1-1, I think it was. Harry Kane had a a goal that looked onside, chalked off to keep Tottenham from getting the win. Uh, but that being said, Southampton, you know, there's still a nuisance to deal with, home or away. On the right day, Raf Hasenhutl can get them pressing high very well. Uh, they're pretty dynamic in the 4-4-2 they play. Yeah, at and... first I was thinking they could do something here, but they haven't been on great form of late. They lost 3-1 to Wolves in their last game. and yeah, no, they drew just... City in their last game. Oh. They drew City 1-1 at St. Mary's. They lost to Wolves before that. They beat Brentford, drew that Tottenham game, and before that they beat West Ham away okay, from home. Okay, then so actually they have been on good form. They have, yeah. I, I, again, there's big breaks up, breakups in that for you know the, the international break and stuff like that. So it's not like form is you know an immediate thing here, but you know they have recent results, recent enough results to be confident enough that they can maybe manage a draw here. 
that being said, Tottenham looked good enough against Brighton in the cup over the weekend that I'm thinking it's just going to be like a like a 3-1 win for Tottenham, something like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it's a little bit... Yeah, I like that. I like 3-1 win for Tottenham, but I think it'll be close. You know, the Southampton will keep it close for 60, 70 minutes and then eventually will be broken down, so... But yeah, it shouldn't be too hard of a win for Tottenham. I'll I'll, I'll say th- I'll say three one as well. I'll say three nil actually. The final game Wednesday at three p.m. will be Aston Villa versus Leeds. Kind of a sneaky one actually. Uh, there's not too much riding on this other than Leeds slight relegation scares. Uh, but Villa seem to be a team on the rise under Gerrard, and it, it seems like a fun matchup. I'm not gonna lie, it seems like it could be like a pretty high scoring, entertaining game. Um, I may even choose this one to uh, watch out of the four games that are being offered on Wednesday. So uh, I'm not going to give a pick for that one unless you should want to. should be a to, lot of goals, but, uh, no. But I think, there'll be a, I think that'll be a fun one, too. Thursday, the uh, two very interesting games that I mentioned in the intro. Liverpool will host Leicester, 2.45 p.m. Again, why is this I'm interested in this again? one. Okay, it is interesting because last time I said it wasn't interesting and then Leicester beat Liverpool. So exactly. I can't. I have you to give them the you respect. You got to give them some time, credit Alex. now. And I was about to game, be like, it's not interesting because they just got destroyed four-one by Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup, which made me feel better about Arsenal losing to them one-nil in the last minute of the game. You know, so last few minutes, but still, you th- you think Leicester have a chance after they their full team they played their full team against Nottingham Forest and lost four-one. They were down three-nil no, at thirty I, minutes. I mean, I I think it's a big game because the re- we. We didn't give them any chance last time. I know that was at Leicester, so the home advantage comes into it there. But they started Daniel Amarte and Ndidi as the two center backs in that game, and the guys played out of their skins. I'm just, I'm just saying, Liverpool. We're still not sure the status of Salah and Mane. Klopp keeps saying that they're going to be available, and he's going to be. Well, they'll, they'll be available but that for was selection at, Leicester, at least. Right? That was at Leicester, right? This is at But Anfield. if those two players, Javier, if those two players are out and Liverpool have an off day, maybe a draw. I don't think that's I don't think that's crazy. No, I think that's that's not insane, but the way that Liverpool have been playing even without Saw and Mane and they just added Luis Diaz to the squad, I think that Klopp's gonna be dying to play with his new toy. You know, Diaz is fit, ready to go. You can play him as an option off the bench or maybe even start him in this game. You know, Minamino's gotten a few goals on this while Salah and, uh, and Mane have Fuck been Minamino. Yeah, no, Minamino's Diaz not great, but yeah, Diaz, Start Jota on the Yota, right and start Firmino through the Firmino. middle. Oh, see, that's still like a very good front three. So I don't know how much. I mean, they're probably going to have. I doubt Mane plays at all in this, and I think Salah might get a few minutes off the bench. But I think it's it's easy Liverpool win and. I do think Leicester score in this, so I'll say four-one Liverpool. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to tempt the fates like you just did. I'm going to say one-one. Three-one, three-one, three-one. I'm sorry, that was a little. No, no, you can't. You can't take three-one, it Alex. <laughs> three-one at three-one Liverpool. I'm going to go one-one. I think Leicester uh, can pull off the draw. Am I wrong in saying that Thursday's uh, other game, Wolves Arsenal, two forty-five p.m. game of the week? I think it's the game of the week. You're biased, but yeah, game of the week by far. Actually, you know what? I might have it behind Al Hilal versus Chelsea on Wednesday. For, Kill yourself, uh, game of Alex. The week. <laughs> you don't want to see the Saudi Arabian. Nobody cares about that except for you. Not the even Al Hilal fans are going to watch yes, that. Yes, Javier, that's the joke. They don't give that's a the shit. Joke. 
That's the joke, Doc JPEG. I bet you most Wolves Chelsea Arsenal. fans. I'm not going to detract. We're, we're, we're taking you, away. Alex. We're taking away from your 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 Wolves Arsenal. You already time, brought up the Club World Cup twice. I this is I I allowed it you know the first what? time. Might, I'm not allowing I'm it a second time. But see, now you're eating into your Wolves Arsenal uh, chat time. No, 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 no. Which we're maybe maybe you pod. want to. We'll extend because, the pod for you know, it. They're, they're right behind you in the table. You know, you guys are on 36 uh, points. They're I'm on scared, 34. I'm scared for this game, Alex. This is not going to be They go ahead of you if they win. Game. This is not going to be an easy you game. Ha- break Wolves it down are, for me. Unbeaten in their last five in the league. Yeah, they have four wins They've in their last five Brentford, in the Brentford, Southampton, Man United, Drew Chelsea at home, beat Bre- Brighton. Uh, they beat Brighton away. Like That's, that's like a pretty good-looking win right now. <laughs> Outside of their first three games of the season, I don't think they've conceded more than one goal in a game. Yeah, I guess so, if you say so. (laughs) I'm not really willing to dive into that stat right now. They're a very good defensive team. And, you know, Arsenal, as we mentioned in the January transfer window roundup pod we did last week, you know, Aubameyang is no longer a factor there. He's gone to Barcelona. It's up to the kids now. And... Players like Emil Smith Rowe, Gabriel Martinelli, okay, uh, no, Martin that's, Odegaard, uh, that's Saka. Wrong. It's definitely wrong. <laughs> I was just, definitely wrong about that. Just, where did you pull that one from then? You just made that up that they hadn't no, no, conceded no, 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 more no, than no, one? No, no, no. So they've, so since, no, it's, okay, so it's since November 20th, they haven't conceded more than one. And then before that, there was, they'd lost to Crystal Palace 2 0. They beat Aston Villa 3 2. Um, and then they lost to Brentford 2-0, but that was it. So they, so there was only a few games that they conceded more than, oh, okay, so, but those were the first few games of the season. So, yeah, so there there really weren't that many games that they conceded um, more than two goals. They've just been unbelievable defensively. Yeah, I mean, how does that make you feel? Like, like I was just uh, going on about, it's up to those kids to, to pull through and get, like, you guys need, like, a... A scruffy one nil win away yeah, from I need, home. I need a big. I need a big performance here, Alex. That's what I need. I mean, right now the 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 team has is, is a little bit on a knife edge because we're out of every other competition. We just have the Premier League now. You know, there's not there's not a ton of really hard fixtures left this season. This is probably one of the hardest ones left. So we really need to, and, and it's against a direct rival who. Look like they're they're pushing to try to try to make top four as well, or at least definitely the top six. I mean, they're on form, one of the best teams in the league defensively, and it looks like they're starting to sort their problems out offensively. And if they can keep that defensive spine and then start scoring goals, then I'll be, I'll be scared of this Wolves team. You know, they didn't make any big signings in the in the transfer. I think they brought in a winger, Chiquinho, right? I don't really know who that is, but yeah, he's he's not going to be a factor. He's a young player for the future. Um, but in this game, we'll we'll have Thomas Partey back. We'll have Granit Xhaka back. And I think that's going to be the key for us is having our, our main midfield that in that in that really good run that we had of five wins and then that loss to Manchester City where you said was the best Arsenal performance of the season. The biggest key to that was having, having an experienced midfield in there that could, especially Thomas, who was playing out of his mind, you know, I know he had a, a rough game when he came back the day after the or two days after the African Cup of Nations game he had, but I think he's gonna he's gonna be well rested now and, and ready to go and, and put in a big performance here. You know, the the Wolves midfield of of Neves, Dendonker, Moutinho is good, but it's not like they have like the most uh, 
they're probably on form in the Premier League, that midfield, and it's usually Matinho and and Neves because Dendonker usually plays like in the back three a little bit more. But those two, the two Portuguese players, I mean, the game against Brentford, they both scored great goals. Uh, Moutinho got the winner at Manchester United a couple weeks back. Those two players are playing out of their skin right now. So yeah, I want to see Neves. I want to see Neves score that free kick on Ramsdale. I, I want to see him do that. I want to see him do what he's. I want to see Wolves score the goals because they've scored some bullshit goals on us the last few years. I want to see them score those garbage goals when we have a real goalkeeper in goal. All right, let's see it, Wolves, because you you don't have good finishers. I actually well, don't think Wolves are going to score thing, on Javier, us because the the bar is so low. All Alex, Ramsdale has to do is not get sent off. Pretty much, <laughs> and, and what I was going to say is, as good as Wolves have been defensively, they haven't been scoring a ton of goals. And I did say that I thought that they were starting to figure things out offensively. But Arsenal are also one of the best teams in the league defensively. Arteta's brought ever since he's ca- he came in, he immediately improved the team defensively, and. Right now, our numbers are similar to what they were last season, but they're only just now starting to, the team's just now fully starting to gel defensively, and it's starting to produce out, offensive output, because at the beginning of the season, we were seeing good defensive performances, but we weren't scoring many goals. You know, there was a couple of games where we didn't have our first choice midfield these last, this basically during all of January, and we didn't score, we all scored one goal, and everyone was talking about how that's a big deal, how Arsenal only scored one goal during January, but... I think this is going to be a big test of if we can create chances, even if this is like a nil-nil or a 1-1, as long as we create a lot of chances and we don't lose this game, I'm not going to think it's the end of the world. I would, of course, want to win here, um, but at, at a direct rival, a draw, I think won't be the end of the world and I won't be like crying unless we like play out of our skin and, and they get a, you know, they play defensively out of their minds and we get a like a nil-nil or a 1-1, then I'll probably be butthurt, but... If 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 we play well, like, and I think they're going to play well as well, then I, this is going to be a, a good game. This is going to be a tight game, and I don't think there will be many goals. I'm going to say one nil Arsenal, though. I don't think Wolves are going to score. I think nil nil or one nil, either team. Like it's possible Arsenal does score on Wolves because we may not create many chances. That's you know if 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 we can't find the the same type of rhythm and passing that we did when we had our first team earlier, then we might have trouble against Wolves. But I don't see why that might happen. I think the the one big miss is going to be Tomayasu, who I don't yeah, know I if he's going to play at the in this injury game. Report. It, lo- it looks like he's going to be out a couple more weeks. So, I mean, you can shift Ben so White Cedric, out there, but then that I mean, brings... Yeah, Cedric's going to play or Ben White there, and that's going to be the It, look, the, the it looks like Cedric's... Probably. Cedric may be out also. Also, you might be better off just playing Ben White out there. Probably just be Ben White, yeah. And have holding. Like, I don't love holding, holding, but you might need him for the set pieces. You might need a bit more of a a stature in your back line for some of the the set piece threat there's going to be. I'll say 1 1. Oh, yeah, don't It's on a knife edge. No, like I I said, it's on a knife edge. It's it's It's, super close game. I think it's going to be a a good game, and I think that it's possible that they, they, they score a goal against us, but. Okay, come on, man. They don't. I didn't know that's where that was going to go. No, offensively, <laughs> it's, it's possible they score. They're at home. They probably will score against you. You would need two at least to win the game. Like we I, have I a real goalkeeper, Alex. Wolves are not good at finishing. Yeah, they but have I'm, no I'm, good finishers. I'm picking in that one team. one for a reason. I think both of you guys score. But I just, it, I just it's don't, a tight game. All right. I just don't know where their goal is going to come from. But I think it, it could literally be nil nil. And I don't know Jimenez. Might, <laughs> 
Nah. <laughs> Gabrielle's he's gonna, out for revenge. Gabrielle's he's gonna bully his ass. Gabrielle's gonna bully his ass. He, he's just gonna be like, all right. The, he's like, all right. The the Brazilian that fucked my head up is gone. All right, I'm taking it out on this Brazilian. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll stick to one one. It it is a good game though. I know sometimes people equate more goals to a better game. We this is really one of those dislike go- wolves. To be honest we, with you. Like, yeah, just our games do. with them haven't been... I, I just don't like them. We need to beat them away from home and at home this season. I need to do the double over them again. All right, well, to close up the pod, I don't really care if Javier uh, hates me for mentioning it three times, but I'm just going to drop in a mention right, and, for the Club uh, World Cup that's going on Please drop us a week. review at uh, Javier, Spotify. You can you can say goodbye if you like now, if you really want to go. Like, I'll, I'll just do this by myself. I really don't care. I've done a whole pod oh, without fuck you. fuck you, Alex. <laughs> Why are you talking about this? I'm just going to mention it. Because, All right. uh, I'm being a dick, but you can go ahead, Alex. Tuesday, by the time you guys are listening to this, Palmerish and Al-Ali, the Egyptian and African continental champions, will have played Tuesday at 11.30 a.m., the winner of that will play on Saturday in the Club World Cup final against uh, the winner of Al-Hilal and Chelsea, uh, who will play Al-Hilal Wednesday at 11.30 a.m. Al-Hilal, Saudi Arabian champions, and I'm assuming Asia Cup champions. A couple of players that, uh, you know, you kind of recognize, like Mateus Pereira last year from West Brom and Musa Morega from Porto last year. Uh, but uh, overall, Chelsea should be expecting a win from this. And uh, if Chelsea don't come back with the Club World Cup trophy, then that's probably the most embarrassing thing that will happen to us this season. <laughs> so, I agree. I think you guys are yeah. heavy favorites and anything but a win should be considered a failure. But I'm putting us on upset watch. I said to you before the pod, we, we don't have Thomas Tuchel. He got COVID right before we uh, I really wish that there, this was so just like assistant... a one-off game between South American champions and and European. I don't... Yeah, but, you know, it's, 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 you got to give everyone a chance, uh, Javier. Yeah, you got to give everyone a chance. At the, you can't call it the Club World Cup if there isn't a, well, there isn't yeah, a representative from... It's kind of just from... a money grab. But if it's a they're, money they're grab, then why doesn't no one care about it? did you tell it? me they're trying to expand it and make it even more no, they, bigger? Yeah, they are. I won't go into it now, but uh, that is the end. Yeah. They are anticipating uh, expanding it to uh, a bigger tournament to be held in the summer. So uh, enjoy this smaller version of it while it still lasts. But yeah, me and Javier will uh, talk about doing a preview pod. Is there are the games this weekend? I'm assuming there are. Yeah, there's a whole slate of games for the Premier League this weekend, <laughs> including hardly any games of real note other than Tottenham Wolves. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll talk about previewing a few of those uh, maybe later this week. But I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this pod, Javier. Thanks again for uh, jumping on on a Monday night, a off night from what we usually do, and talking about these midweek games. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow Javier at Javierev9 on Twitter. You can follow me at asmos92 on Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow the podcast socials at GhostGoalPod on both Twitter and Instagram. If you have Spotify or listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please go ahead and uh, for Spotify, please drop us a five-star review if you can. And for Apple, drop us a five-star review. And if you're feeling extra courteous, a little comment uh, helps new listeners find the pod. And we'd really appreciate it if you guys helped us grow this thing. So enjoy these midweek Premier League games. And until next time, thank you.